This is One Hitters with Carrie Semka, Director of Retail Operations for Green Rock Cannabis. Uh, everybody loves a one hitter, right? Absolutely. I've got quite a few one hitters in my home. So. Ah, good to know. So you're ready for this. So let's go with one hitters, your favorite THC strain and why? This is hard. I am uh, considered a can of sewer, I guess you could say. So if I'm going to have to pick my current pick, it would definitely be Moresby by Broken Coast. Uh, it's one of my favorite uh, strains on the market. We smoked it a lot in the medicinal side. Um, so I anticipated and waited for it to come into the rec market. Um, and one of the things that I love about it is this high levels of terpenoline. Mm. Um, so that getting that extra kind of kick and push and, you know, it's one of the ones that has come in closer to that 13 to 15% range in store. But man, does it give me that floaty and fun feeling. Oh, that is beautiful. How about on the CBD side? Uh, do you have a, a favorite one on the CBD strains? The one thing that I'm going to have to say is that every time I pick a good CBD strain that I fall in love with, it ends up disappearing from oh. the market. So when I first started consuming as a, a medicinal patient, um, I was buying BDL from Bedrocan all the time. Amazing, amazing product. So I replaced my BDL with Palm Tree from LBS. Um, again, buying from the medicinal market. And when Rec came available, I started kind of taking a look around and playing around to find something good. Fell in love with Sierra from Hexo. Mm -hmm. Not available in the market <laughs> anymore. So my current favorite CBD dominant product is actually Tingle. Uh, oh, the right. Tingle yeah. Drops by Verivel. Fast kick in. They give me that amazing high um, that you know brings out that creative side. But I just I love the tingle drops by Verivel. Yeah, I actually have that, and I have the yawn uh, as well. And uh, they they're they're fast acting. Absolutely, uh, I find uh, really really uh, effective. How about your favorite consumption method? Pipe. Hands down. Really? I am a pipe girl through and through. Um, I I have so many accessories and different toys. And, you know, you get to the point where you've got a little bit of everything. And then you're kind of going, well, you know, what kind of new fun piece am I going to have? But the pipe that I use on a daily basis was a pipe that was purchased um, by my staff at uh, my old, the old uh, retail store that I used to work right. in. Uh, and they bought it for me as a gift for my birthday. So um, I smoke that quite a bit. Um, but that being said, on the go with me all the time is my Toki 510 battery. I mm. have slowly gotten into some of the uh, the carts. So I always have a cart on my Toki on the go. Uh, and my new favorite accessory that I've been using a little bit more is actually the Slash by Stonesmiths. Mm. They're a local Edmonton company and it's a, a device that is designed for concentrates. Um, so I've been tapping into uh, the batter and, and some of those fun items from one of my favorite uh, LPs in Alberta, which is Stigma Grow. So mm. I'm excited to see some more good stuff come out and uh, keep on trying that one out. Yeah, I love their uh, their batter for sure and uh, a good Alberta company. So uh, you have a lot, of a lot of accessories. Do you have one favorite? Is there one accessory that stands out for you? Well, I think the one that I'm using the most right now is my Levo 2. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm really getting into infusing different products, whether it be making savory dishes or um, I've actually started making a lot of my own topicals over the last little bit. Nice. So uh, I use my Levo 2 and my Ongrok botanical infuser quite often. Mm -hmm. um, so those, those two are, are predominantly used, but Everyday favorite accessory would probably be my toker poker. 
All right. I, toker I've, poker. I've always got my toker. I'm a pipe girl, yeah. so I, I need that toker poker. And I like that. Yeah, it's uh, that's always with me everywhere I go. You no, know, most people, when I ask that question, it's uh, either vape, joints, or bongs. You know, it's nice to uh, to meet a pipe girl because I, you know, I've got a few kind of around the room and I, f- I feel I don't use the pipe enough. You know, w- going camping and things like that, I take it and stuff like that. And my dad was a, a pipe smoker. He always had cherry tobacco and I've actually have some of his old pipes that I've put some cannabis in. So it's... Uh, I'll get to get in the uh, pipes a little bit more. Even being in high school, I remember I had this most amazing dragon glass pipe. Oh, wow. And uh, you'd load it onto the back of the dragon and you'd smoke through it. Uh, and you'd smoke out of the tail end so that whoever you were consuming with would see that front of that dragon. And unfortunately, it did get broken over the years. But As I'm, most things do. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a clumsy girl in, in some situations. So, But I did love my dragon pipe. I'll, uh, I'll always be a pipe girl. Beautiful. First experience what was your first dance with Mary Jane like well I grew up on Vancouver Island uh, so lots of outdoors lots of camping we'd camp with our family on a regular basis uh, and I actually uh, was provided uh, my first puff uh, by a family member who was a few years older than me I won't name who it is Mm -hmm. (laughs) but uh, I remember hanging out in the hammock and laying with her out in the hammock and we'd go back to the camper and make some pistachio pudding my grandma had this pudding shaker awesome container so um but i mean growing up it was you know reading books and hanging out in the hammock and hitting the beach and i remember we used to make fake names up uh, and you know meet new people in the campground so that first experience was fun i i didn't really go back to smoking regularly for uh you know later into my teens and at that point i uh I started really understanding the value of cannabis in my life. Oh, that's awesome. One person you'd like to get high with? My father-in-law, for sure. And I I listen to the show all the time. I hear people say, you know, my parents or my Mm -hmm. father-in-law. I grew up with a mom who was a consumer. um, So we've, you know, I've I've smoked with her. But my father-in-law is a retired Catholic school principal. Um, So really, when I first started in this industry, it was convincing him that this isn't a bad thing. Um, And now I I make him topicals and we buy him CBD oil and, and he's really, you know, shifted his perception of of what we do. And I remember the first time I took him into a cannabis store. He said, I, I thought we were going to go down into some dark dungeon yeah. or, you know, and it was going to be dirty or smelly. Walk and, out with a brown paper bag. And, yeah. You know. Like uh, this isn't a, a sex store with your black. That's bag. right. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so I think that, uh, you know, we've been able to really shift his perception and I have some, you know, some strains in mind that I would love for him to smoke. And even those CBD dominant mm-hmm. products, I, I think it's the, that experience of smoking with somebody really you know, you, you feel connected when you're smoking. Yeah. So. You have a session. I, I absolutely love it. Uh, most famous person you've been high with. I didn't directly get high with her, but I would have to say Emily Haynes at, uh, of metric. I am a big music fan and I love alt rock music. Uh-huh. Um, and especially, you know, metric has been one of my favorites over the years. So we, we went to a private show with them and I sat 20 feet from her. And while we didn't actually smoke up together, I know that we were both high sitting yeah. across from each other. Well, I always use Paul McCartney as mine because I got high and went to a Paul McCartney <laughs> concert. So. 
So <laughs> I count that. And uh, yeah, I'm sure Paul McCartney smoked a joint before the show. Oh, guaranteed. Uh, okay, if you could uh, smoke a joint with any fictional character, doesn't have to be a cannabis character, just any fictional character out there, who would it be? This one is so easy for me. I love the movie Paul. Uh, the alien oh, yeah. with Seth, Seth Rogen, Rogen yeah. did the voice of Paul. So um, I've always been fascinated by aliens over the years. I, I was on the X-Files as a child. What? Yeah, so I was on... Oh, uh, yeah, because it was shot it was out in, out in Vancouver, BC. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I grew up in, in the film and television world and did some modeling and acting. Cool. So So I do have to say, you know, there's always that fascination of aliens and other life. So if I could just, you know, smoke with Paul, he just seems like... Like a no nonsense kind of guy, no no BS, and he he would be the guy that I would smoke a joint with. Awesome! I love that scene where Kristen Wiig takes the hit around the campfire because I'm a big Kristen Wiig fan. So that's uh, absolutely that's pretty funny. Okay, your 420 character, favorite 420 character, book, TV, movie, anything. Seth Rogen's character from Knocked Up. I uh, oh, yeah. I just I love him in that movie. He's that goofy Canadian stoner, uh, you know, ultimately figured out a way to kind of turn himself around and be a, a good dad at the end of the movie and, you know, be a good partner for his girlfriend. Mm. And, you know, that part where where he says, you know, I'm going to just haul ass through the board, bust through the border. <laughs> it's just, you know, that's that's the the type of people that are very stereotypical in this industry, sure, but, yeah. but I just love them. They're very passionate and you know, the, the earthquake and he's grabbing his bong. And yeah. <laughs> I love the guys that he lives with and, and things like that, that whole crew. So, Oh, Jonah Hill. Definitely. He's, yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite place to consume. Uh, well, I am a mom, so I would have to just say uh, my backyard. Uh, we do a lot of fires um, when the weather is nice. So if we can start a fire up and sit around the fire after bedtime. Um, but our, our predominant smoking place is actually just our front steps. Yeah. I mean, we're, that's that's where we're always out and about. And we don't have to, you know, we don't hide it from anybody in our neighborhood. Hopefully yeah. somebody will walk by and go... <laughs> Oh, hello. And then start a conversation, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Fires are the best, though. I absolutely love that. What's the? Where's the coolest place that you've consumed? Well, uh, we have been avid skier snowboarders for a very long time. So mm-hmm. I would have to say riding up the gondola at one of our favorite ski hills, I was with uh, my husband and a couple other of his buddies from Ontario. And uh, we we got that gondola nice and lit up. So <laughs> Hot box day. We felt a little bit bad as we you know rolled up and the gondola doors opened up and then this big looks like of... a Cheech and Chong car. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, the scene from Up in Smoke in a gondola. <laughs> yeah. um, is there a bucket list place that uh, you you're like, man, I want to go here and get high? The Red Sand Beach in Maui. Okay. I I went to Maui on a work trip for a clothing retailer that I used to work for. And um, we ended up taking the road to Hana over to the other side of the island. And in Hana, there is this little small path that you can hike to. And it's not very predominant. Nobody really goes there. But we had the most amazing pictures there. And the view is amazing. And I think I'm just itching to get out of this country at some point. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all a little bit stir crazy with that. What goes well with weed? Cool Ranch Doritos. <laughs> oh yeah, specific, <laughs> so, right? Well, if I'm going to be specific, but, yeah, you know, I, I love that. I, I uh, you know, this question is interesting because it's, you know, are you pairing it with food? Are you pairing it with an activity? People, yeah, right. I, uh, yeah, and people like my husband and I when we first, you know, met and went on our first date. Um, you know, you have that question to somebody before you actually really hang out and you say, 
you know, do you, do you smoke? And, and when somebody says smoke, what? Yeah. And you then know. you go, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> You're my guy. So, so, I mean, we've, uh, we've had a lot of, um, you know, fun dates and, and ax throwing and mm. you name it. And, and I think it's just all about controlling that level of, of dose to make sure you're not too messed up throwing an ax 30 Definitely. feet. So. <laughs> yeah. Don't, do not, you know, do not go ax throwing. Um, if you are not experienced with cannabis and involve cannabis, or, make or, sure you have, you know, you, 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 you know, especially if you're new to cannabis, um, do some of the things you're really comfortable with, first of all. So you kind of get used to what it's like. Uh, grabbing an axe the first time you use cannabis, not a good idea. <laughs> well, and especially for, you know, somebody like me where I've really set my tolerance to a good level. That's right. Um, but my favorite strains to smoke are in that mid-teen range. So yeah. I'm not going to be testing out any new shatter or caviar and uh, be going out axe throwing. Yeah. I, those are those first time at home and see how many puffs or, you know, hits that you're you're going to take before you kind of move on. Yeah, so. we, we actually in our, in our This Week in Cannabis News segment uh, on this episode, so we, we discuss concentrates and, and one of the advice I give to people is um, don't dab alone for the first time, right? Absolutely. Like make sure there's somebody there, preferably who has some experience uh, that you can, you know, lean on uh, because it is such a, a heavier uh, experience, but a fun one for sure. Uh, favorite slang word for weed. What did you guys used to call it? What do you still call it? Do you have a, especially with kids, do you have a code word? Uh, we don't have code word we've actually my daughter can tell you the difference between an indica and a sativa awesome. she is five and we've normalized that conversation so you know at first we kind of hid what we were talking about and then now she's like my mom works at green rock cannabis right <laughs> so uh there's no code words in our house but i think predominantly the word that we use the most now is just cannabis yeah. but growing up um i don't ever really think that i associated a specific word with cannabis maybe it was weed um you know i think when you know you were talking with your friends it was more or less hey you want to go smoke one right so one is that sure. smoke yeah yeah <laughs> smoke one <laughs> yeah well yeah and, and you know what that's so beautiful that uh um you know and, and you you can't force a parent to talk about their cannabis use with their child they have to do it when it's ready but being open about it is so good you know i have a i have a good friend who's a, a wine sommelier and you know his daughter at uh, five years old could tell you certain uh, different things about the wine that he would give her you know a small taste or whatever you know things and and talking about cannabis with your kids is the best thing you're you're your child is going to grow up in a world without a stigma, hopefully, or, or way less of a stigma. Like the next generation is going to grow up in a legal world where you do not have to hide it. Well, and I think that uh, ultimately as a parent, if you talk about it and you normalize it, those kids are less likely to go out and, you know, indulge on their own. I, you know, I grew up in a home where if I wanted a, you know, a glass of wine or a beer, it was make sure you do it in a safe sure. consumption spot, make sure that you know, you're being responsible about what you're doing when you're doing it. So we always really normalize that conversation with her and let her know that, you know, what we do, we hope that you don't do until you're exactly. well above legal age. So, yeah. um, you know, even with cannabis consumption, I'm hoping that she's like 25, but right, yeah. if she comes to me at 18 and says, Hey mom, I'm, you know, I'm interested in, in trying something, yeah. we're going to make sure that she's got some options. And, and she already will have known She's not curious, not as curious about it, right? It's not something that you have to hide and then they go seek out, right? It's been in front of them the whole time. All right, let's wrap up with your favorite terpene. Oh, Mercine, hands down. I have always loved mangoes. I'm a big mango fan, but I am predominantly a sativa girl. So 
Um, but high sativa sometimes will give me that mm -hmm. kind of anxious type feeling. So mercy and just that relaxing component and being able to kick back and relax and play some Mario Kart with my husband in the evening or, you know, we, we've done a lot of online games with our friends on Mario Kart over the, the COVID-19 stretch here. Mm -hmm. But uh, so definitely mercy, hands down. All right. This has been One Hitters with Carrie Semka, Director of Retail Operations at Green Rock Cannabis. Check out her full episode at Cannabis101podcast.ca.